If your toddler has been diagnosed with autism or is waiting for a diagnosis, you're going to want to pay attention for the next 60 seconds. Happy Ladders is parent-led early autism therapy that empowers you, the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited-time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited time offer, so act now. If your toddler has been diagnosed with autism or is waiting for a diagnosis, you're going to want to pay attention for the next 60 seconds. Happy Ladders is parent-led early autism therapy that empowers you, the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited-time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited-time offer, so act now. Hey, what's up, folks? My name is Rob Gorski, and you're listening to the Autism Dad podcast. Thank you for taking the time to tune in. I really do appreciate that. That's super awesome of you. Um, One of the things that I really enjoy doing, and if you followed my blog for any length of time, uh, you know that I like to try and connect people with things that can improve their quality of life. And, And when you're a special needs parent, there is like this onslaught of products and services and and things like that uh, that are marketed towards us. And a lot of them are uh, scams, honestly. I mean, they, they don't work the way that they are uh, described. They're really expensive. And there, there's a million reasons why they should be avoided, right? And a lot of times we don't find out until we have experienced that. And so one of the things that I wanted to do was was go ahead and try and vet as many of these things as I possibly can. You know, I'm, I'm offered products and services all the time to test out. Most of the time I just turn them down because I can tell that it's not something that is going to be worth it. Uh, but there are some that come around that are really intriguing to me. And this week uh, I have one for you and it's called Goalie. And what Goalie is, is basically uh, like a digital time management uh, thing for your kids. And so it's a, it's a small device, has a, like a screen, sort of like a, it's basically a phone in a, in a very protective case. And it only runs one app and that is Goalie. And you can totally manage your child's day. And, and it's, it's done in a way that is engaging and there's positive reinforcement with rewards and they can earn points. It's, it's super cool. And I am uh, in the process of using this, uh, trying this out with my oldest Gavin. Um, 
whether it works for him or not, uh, there is a lot of positive things about this that I can already see. I've, I've had it in our house for a few months now. Um, and, and I haven't been able to put as much time into it lately just because school's been kind of rough. And, uh, so we all know how that is right now with remote learning. So, uh, anyhow, I'm really excited about goalie. And so, uh, Sasha Stern is the CEO and he's on the show today to kind of talk to us about, uh, goalie and, and what it's intended for, how it works. And, you know, I am, I am really, really impressed with the business philosophy that this company has. Um, and I, and I think you will be too, when you, when you hear the way that they approach, uh, customers and, and, and clients or however you want to look at it. So, uh, stay tuned. I really think you guys should pay attention to this. Uh, I'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Uh, and we're back. And today I have, uh, Sasha Stern. Uh, he's the CEO of goalie and I I've talked about goalie recently, uh, is one of the things that at this point in time, uh, we're recording on the 9th of September. I'm, uh, currently beginning to use this with, uh, my oldest Gavin and, uh, Sasha's here to, to have a conversation about what goalie is, how it works, why it works. And, uh, help provide you with some information. If you're looking to, um, find something that will help you manage your child's routine and schedule and keep them on task, especially during the COVID nightmare that we're all living through right now. Uh, so Sasha, thank you for taking the time to come on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, could you take a minute and just sort of tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So, um, where to begin? When I was a kid, my family immigrated to Boulder, Colorado from Central Asia. And so I spent most of my life growing up. It's kind of a, a, a challenged kid. I think maybe part of because of the transition, but also because of uh, just kind of always ADHD and that really, I think that tough transition um, highlighted behavioral challenges that I was having as a, as a little one. But uh, eventually, kind of found my calling in technology and um, started building websites for people and that transitioned into uh, starting an e-commerce business in the early 2000s and um, really been in tech ever since. Um, so that, you know, I guess you could say leads me to where I am today at Goalie, which is running a small tech company, another startup. What? So, so for people who haven't uh, seen what goalie is, can you talk about what goalie is and in, in, in what it's meant for? Yeah, I think, I think that can be best illustrated by the story of the inventor of goalie. And uh, his name is Sassy. Sassy um, has had a son with some behavioral challenges and they were going to therapy. Therapy was working really well for Sassy's son but at home, they had a hard time implementing the things that they learned in therapy. And so the motivation behind goalie is how do we enable parents to successfully implement some of the things that happen in session during therapy? And a lot of that is creating visual schedules, uh, visual timers, and implementing a token economy that the kid enjoys, but is also consistent for the child. So kind of like in a nutshell, that's what the device does using some, some of the therapy lingo. Um, 
if anyone's used a visual schedule before, it's you know, it's kind of self-explanatory. But in our web portal, you create these routines for your child. Routine could be get ready for bed. Routines can be scheduled or they can be run manually. So a scheduled routine would be something like get ready for bed. Happens every day, 8.30 p.m. Should be no changes really unless we're on vacation or something like that. And the activities could be brush your teeth, put on your pajamas, uh, use the toilet, find your book. It could be all those different things. And then you can pick a visual icon from our icon library, or you can actually take a photo. You can take a photo of the kid's toothbrush and say, this is it. This is your photo. You assign times to each of the activities. So you say, okay, brushing your teeth should take five minutes. And here's a visual timer for you to look at. And then when the child finishes the routine, they get some points and the parent and sometimes the therapist will create these rewards that the kid can turn the points in for. They can redeem these points and having that consistent motivation really works. And so, so as I said, I've, I've been using this with my oldest Gavin. Uh, he's 20 and you know, he, like he retain he 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 stores everything in memory, but he has a difficult time recalling things, and so he needs mm-hmm. visual prompts and sort of gentle reminders just to kind of help keep him on task when he maybe doesn't remember or sort of time has escaped him. Uh, and and what my goal is with goalie is to uh, is to try and 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 set up his day and, and break it into like three parts like morning, afternoon and bedtime and, and have him, have him be able to sort of manage his own schedule in in a, in a sort of a relatively timely manner. So like he's not taking 20 minutes to brush his teeth and five minutes to eat breakfast or something. I mean, like we we kind of Mm -hmm. balance things out because we have one bathroom in our house. And if he takes 20 minutes to brush his teeth, that is too long for one thing. And it, and it creates problems elsewhere. So, so we try to, uh, my goal is to try and keep him on task and, and the visual reminders and the, the, the audible alerts, um, help him to know it's time to shift gears from here to there. And when he has the countdown timer, it, it, it sort of keeps his, it sort of sets the pace, I guess, for him. So instead of taking 20 minutes, he gets five minutes to brush his teeth, you know, uh, and, and I, and I see that as being very helpful for him, uh, because I think that, you know, my goal for my kids is for them to reach whatever level of independence they're capable of and provide them with whatever assistance they need to reach that level of independence. And, you know, we have tried, I've tried the, like the visual, um, cue cards. Uh, I have, we talked about this before I, I bought a laminator so that I can laminate all these like uh, checklist sheets and stuff like that, that mm. um, just, they, 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 they're not very engaging. They don't capture his attention. So unless he's paying attention to it, it, it doesn't happen. Right. And so with goalie uh, you know, there's actually like an alarm that goes off and he'll look to see what is like what's going on and he'll see, Oh, it's time for me to maybe he's allowed to play video games for a period of time. And then he switches to uh, reading and then he's working on these. Have you seen these 5d diamond art things that they have? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> little tiny things that like you put together with like a, 
it's like a tweezers and these little tiny beads. Um, and, and he likes to work. On I, that. I think it's, I've tried, I, I think I've started like five of those and finished it, zero. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, a, it was a big thing in the house for a little while and he's, he's, uh, he's been working on it. And so he knows it's time to put the games down and move to his 5d diamond or read, or, you know, if, if there's a chore or something like that, he can check, you know what I mean? It, it, it keeps him on task and it keeps him moving forward so that I don't have to micromanage his life. And, and it makes him more independent because he's able to um, remember to do these things on his own. Right. And I think that's sort of the purpose. Yeah. I'm curious. When, so I've heard a lot of parents use the laminators. How would you do that? You, would you use a dry erase marker laminate, or, or did you like actually print something created in word with, with pictures and print it and laminate it? Or to what extent yeah. would you go with this I, thing? I, I got the laminator cause Hey, I'm, I'm weird. And it was something that was just like, it's kind of like some people it's cathartic to like shred paper or whatever. It was cool for me to, to laminate things. So <laughs> I love laminating. <laughs> so it was, I was always fascinated with it when I was a kid. And then I realized, yeah. well, Hey, I'm a grown up now. I can get my own laminator. <laughs> and, and so we would, you know, I made like a, like a checklist of his, his things in word. Uh, and I print, I print it out. And then I laminate it. And the purpose of laminating it was twofold. One for me personally. <laughs> and then the other was because he could take a dry erase marker and just, you know, scratch off the stuff as he does it. And then we can just wipe it off with a, you know, a paper towel or an eraser or something later. Um, the visual cue cards, uh, like the um, not social stories, but, but uh, you know, things that will say like bedtime, eight o'clock or you know, take your bath every night at seven 30 or something. Um, those would be laminated just specifically to keep them from being destroyed because you try to put a lot of times you put them on like one of those giant key rings. It's like the kids can kind of flip through them or you have them stuck up. We've had them stuck in like various places around the house. Um, you know, saying like, uh, we'd have like a big X on something where, where the kids are not allowed to go. You know, like the medicine huh. cabinet, for example. So we put a big red X on on the thing to, to keep him from from remembering that you don't go in there without, you know, supervision or whatever. Uh, but yeah, the, the laminated thing is just it it's it helps to uh, like durability. And that way, I don't have to print mm -hmm. out the sheets over and over and over again, and an excuse to laminate. What about stickers? I'm curious. How, what, where does, uh, how do stickers play a role in your life, Ruff? Uh, stickers never, we never really got into stickers. It, it, that's ba stickers is, is basically like the, the currency like you're talking about, like you complete your routine and you get a point stickers uh -huh. were sort of a reward system where kids, um, some kids really, really like stickers and it's like this, it's a prize and they can, put it up on a chart, you know, and it's a visual, uh, reminder of like how many things they've accomplished. Um, or, you know, maybe they use it to mark off days or, you know, I think there's lots of different uses for them. Uh, but I've, m my experience has been, they've been sort of like a source of currency, like a, like a positive reinforcement kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I feel like, the the stickers for kids do the same thing that a laminating machine does for adults, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 We all have our, I love stickers too. <laughs> we, we all have Especially our little you. things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> so now that your son's 20, is he, do you, uh, do you feel like the stickers, that's not really necessary anymore that he, yeah, he's, he's, he's never really been into the, the stickers. He, you know, he, he has mastered a lot of tasks um, and it takes a lot of repetition, but we have to, we have to stay on top of it. And, uh, and, and he needs just sort of a, something to, to, to prompt him to remember, you know, if I just say like, Gavin, like, what are you supposed to be doing right now? Sometimes that's enough to just use kind of jog his memory. Um, but if left to his own devices, he would spend all day playing games on his phone, you know? And, uh, and, and so there, there needs to be something to help him transition through his day. If that, if that makes sense. And I, and I kind of feel like goalie does that, you know, um, cause the version that the Gavin has is, is the actual, uh, the device, I guess we should talk about the mm-hmm. device. So yeah. what is the, the goalie device itself? Well, it's really, uh, so I guess I should go back to Sassy's story. Um, it goalie started as an app and, it worked um, right up until the time his son discovered YouTube and all the other stuff that he could do on the device. And that was when there was some clarity that, hey, we really need a dedicated device for this thing if, if we truly think that this program can be that prompt. It can be that little Sherpa that says, okay, time to move on to the next thing because it's so easy to just close out an app and do something else. So. Really, what we have is uh, a cell phone that's that only plays. That there's no SIM card or calling functionality right now, but it only plays the goalie application. And then we have this beautiful custom case that we designed that sort of makes it look like a toy, but it's also somewhat indestructible. <laughs> I haven't tested it, but it's yeah, like you could probably throw it across the room and you'd be okay with this case, which is. Part of the other thing we heard from parents is that I'm buying a new tablet every quarter or something like that. Um, so we want to make sure that this thing is durable as possible. Um, water resistant as possible. Now with that said, I mean, if it's, it's like falling in the toilet, it's not gonna, right. it's, you're going to need to get a replacement, <laughs> but um, if it falls in the sink or something like that, while they're brushing their teeth, like it's not, I, for, from my experience, it's just not that big of a deal. So that was part of the idea around the case. But then we also have this pop socket on the back so that they can lean it on things and um, like put it on a countertop and watch it easily. Cause it's another hard thing to do with a cell phone. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you lean it against or prop it up? And then we made this slot for a lanyard. So some families will actually um, use the lanyard hook to um, hang it in the shower and actually use it for hygiene routines in in the shower itself. Um, It's not waterproof. So um, they kind of put it like directly under the shower head where it's not going to get really wet. Mm -hmm. Um, Or sometimes they'll even put it in a Ziploc bag. We made sure that the screen would work if you have a Ziploc bag around it. Whereas... um, You'll notice with like an iPhone, if you put a Ziploc bag around any of the newer screens, the way the technology works, it won't work. So there's a lot of little details like that. And then with the case, we also use two different plastics so that kids with sensory sensitivities uh, would be more attracted to the white part where you actually hold on to it. Mm -hmm. And we made it so it was easy to clean as well. So you could 
If you want to take the device out, put it in the dishwasher, you can clean it. So there's all these little considerations that I think if you're just like, you know, if you're making electronics and they're not for this specific use case, you would never think of that had to go into the process of making um, a goalie app. We've had a request for customers by customers to say, Hey, can we, can we just buy the app and like run it on our, on our tablet? And so far we've held out on that. Um, not because we don't want to make it available. It's just because we don't think it's very effective, at least the way our technology works today. And we have some ideas on how to make it more effective in the future. It's probably going to be something that we release in early 2021. Mm-hmm. So we're constantly developing this thing and making it better, um, but not in a vacuum. I mean, it's largely from feedback from parents like you who are testing things out and, and saying, hey, if only I could get this one thing. Um, so I'll give you an example of that. This is another feature that we're working on right now. We um, Customers have told us, I really like the auditory prompts, that little alarm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of families use Goalie as literally an alarm bell in the morning. So it's not like a shrieking alarm bell. You can choose different sounds, but literally the Goalie scheduled routine starts with a, a gentle sound that wakes up the child. Mm-hmm. And then they will use the, their Goalie to walk them through all of their morning routine. Well, we've had requests where people have said, can I record custom sounds? And I said, okay, that's interesting. What kind of sounds do you want? Well, I want to record audio messages for my kid. My kid really responds to my voice well. So in the future, not so distant future, we're going to have custom auditory aids as well. So that you, you'll be able to record your voice and say, okay, Aiden, time to move on to your 5D artwork. Mm-hmm. Rather than it just being a ding or, or something like that. Um, and it's kind of like a pre-recorded prompt, which, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, like a custom ringtone or something you can. Yeah. Custom ringtone. I think that's, that's a good way of putting it, but for each activity within the routine, if you wanted to do that and parents, when I ask parents, what is the number one thing that you get out of this? Like, why, why do you like this? The answer is, well, I don't, I, feel, I don't feel like I have to nag my kid anymore. And I'm not the one that has to say, do the next thing um, over and over again. Well, now it's kind of like, well, if you could record your voice, <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you kind of are, but you kind of are like telling me a robot you doing it. <laughs> well, I think, I think one of the things, yeah, like when, when we talked about, because uh, I brought up to you about wanting to install the app by itself on like an existing tablet or phone. And I'm, I'm, I'm so torn on that because if, if you have, it would totally depend on the kid, right? Mm-hmm. It would be, it would be situation based. And so, uh, some kids might ignore it or uninstall it or, um, or just go into YouTube. Or, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so there has to be an element of discipline involved in, in this. And maybe it's something that can be learned over time, or maybe your kid is just fine with them. They just need that alarm to come up and just like a, you know, like a, a Google alert or something that comes up and just says, Hey, you know, you need mm-hmm. to totally brush your teeth or it's time to wrap up and, and, you know, start 
your bedtime routine, that may be all they need to prompt them to move through that rest of the part of their day. But, but there may be other kids. Well, there are other kids who, who may need that step-by-step without the distraction of, of, of the ability to play games or uh, text message or watch YouTube or something like that. And so Mm -hmm. I can see where a locked down dedicated device would benefit that segment of, of people. Um, well, you, to be clear, I mean, you and others have convinced us, right? Because we have parents that just have higher functioning kids and their message to us has been, I really like what you do. My kid doesn't need this full suite. They just need a little bit of a nudge. And we'd like to use your program for a little bit of a nudge. We don't need a dedicated device. So the way I'm thinking about it now is for the next really like three or four months, I want to focus entirely on the kids that um, need more than a nudge. The, the, we've got just like these ideas, like the auditory prompts, custom auditory prompts that we want to incorporate. But after that, we can switch gears and say, okay, well, let's build out some functionality for um, slightly more independent kids um, who don't need um, just quite as much intervention in their day-to-day. What about sort of a graduation process. What about like uh, they start out with these constant prompts with the goal of working to minimal intervention? You know what I mean? Like, like, uh, totally. Like you need all of this, you need, you know, these 10 steps, you need to be reminded of these 10 steps right now. But, you know, in six months, we'd like to only have to remind you to do eight of them because you do two of them automatically. I wonder if that's that, that, well. The, that's the dream, right? Is that the dream is that we're we're teaching kids to master skills. We're we're maybe this is you know bad for us as a business, but the hope <laughs> is that the kids don't need us, right? Right. Um, so for for us, the way we're thinking about it now is how do we put in place some measurements to say. Um, your bedtime routine. Hey, Rob, it looks like Aiden's gotten really good at half of this routine. Maybe it's time for you to modify the routine and actually take out some of these things because it's just, it's literally just checking the box. So can we help parents structure these routines over time as we collect some data in the background? That's, that's the way I'm thinking about it. That's, that's really cool because then it becomes something that really kind of scales to your child and can grow to maybe where they get to the point where they can just have an app on their, on their phone to just mm-hmm. nudge them when they need it. And, uh, yeah, I, I like that idea actually. Yeah. I think it'll be pretty seamless for families. Uh, Cause partic- particularly as kids get older, we, we've already heard this, right? Like my kid needed a lot more support when they were nine than they do today when they're 11. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that all of your routines live in the web portal. And um, if you download the app and you log into the app on the device, all of that will just transition straight into the app. You won't have to reconfigure anything or anything like that. But, you know, we're a startup, so we got to tackle these things one at a time. We've got a lot of ideas. And thankfully, you know, we just have like so many passionate users that, there's just like no shortage of amazing ideas. We've been, parents are just so creative and the way you tackle a problem 
is is different than the way other people do it. And it's kind of like no right or wrong. So we've kind of just learned what we need is a lot of customization. <laughs> how do we, how do we make it so that parents really know best? So it's like, how do we just enable parents to configure as much as they can mm-hmm. without at the same time overwhelming them? And you don't want to like pull up this screen with a million knobs on it. Right. Right. <laughs> it's kind of, that's the trade-off. It's also interesting talking to clinicians. I was going to ask the you people, about that. Yeah. So, you know, the way I, I don't know if this is a popular view, in, but I would say it's like maybe a little bit controversial. Um, but I think, this, so I'll disclose, this is my opinion. This is a goal <laughs> as a company, right? Direct the hate <laughs> mail. Yeah. We'll put, we'll put his email address in the show notes below. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, there's been this steady march forward of science, uh, of behavioral sciences and understanding like what is neurodiversity? How is it that um, kids with autism, ADHD think differently? And I feel like we've got like a much better understanding of that. Mm -hmm. And um, there's maybe less stigma and we say things like stimming and things like that. That's not something wrong. That's just a kid, the way a child expresses their energy and there's nothing wrong with it. Right. So there's been kind of like the city march of science. And I would just say kind of like attitude Mm -hmm around this in a clinical setting i think that there has not been the same progress on the implementation sciences and the tools of the trade today if i walk into most clinics look very similar to when i was a kid and like the 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 stickers i would agree with that the laminated sheets um i don't think there's been too much innovation or testing or real science around that um, and I feel like that's like our role as a company is to say, okay, we understand how this thing works. We know that these kids think differently. We know that visual aids help. We know that auditory aids help. How do we like actually bring these tools into the 21st century? That's, that's the way I view the role of our business and kind of like this ecosystem of care. I wouldn't say that's controversial at all. I, I think you're wanting to modernize um, a system of, of tools that help kids to navigate uh, the current times. I mean, I think you're right. I mean, and, and just to, uh, just to reference this, just, and it's totally kind of unrelated, but uh, my kids went for their well check uh, two weeks ago, right? And they had their hearing tested as part of that thing. And I made a comment to the nurse who was doing the, the, uh, the, the testing that my God, like those headphones look like they're like 50 years old. <laughs> and, and she's like, she's like this, they use the exact same little box that just sends out the, uh, sounds and they use these old school headphones that, you know, like we have these, uh, like the boys, I, I, over yeah. the, no, you know, I mean, these are like, these, these are like, uh, they sit on top of the ear. So a lot of noise escapes, you know, and there's, it's, it's very, it's very outdated and it needs to be modern. <laughs> I remember, I remember using those, that same, those same headphones and those hearing checks when I was a kid in the nineties thinking, wow, these look like they came out of the seventies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so she made the point that it was like, they haven't changed in 40 years. And, <laughs> and, uh, 
And and so you're right. I mean, I, I think that there there is we make a lot of advances in diagnostic things, but and and this is sort of one of my my passions with what I've been doing is is I'm a, I'm a tech guy. Like I love technology. So if I could automate my life, I would automate my life. And uh, I like connecting people with things that you know can leverage technology to improve their quality of life. And it's so much easier. Once you get through the initial process of establishing the routine and actually implementing it, like like putting it into the to the app, um, you don't really have to do anything after that. So you don't have to maintain cards. You don't have to have things stuck up all over the house necessarily, and and you've 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 turned it in. You've turned something that might not be as engaging, which is the laminated sheet. So it's sad for us who have to find other things to laminate, but you have you have something that's colorful and engaging and you know, there, there's a sense of pride that comes with becoming more and more independent. You know, like when I, I worked with Gavin for years to be able to, like I'd, I'd pull up to the Walgreens on the corner and I would let him go into the store with a $10 bill and pick up a gallon of milk and he would go and pay for it and he'd get the Mm -hmm. right change. He would actually tell them what his change should be. And, Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> and he could come out, you know, and, and it got to the point where the clerks knew who he was. Everybody loves him. And, uh, but the the look on his face when he walks out the door, he accomplished this task, right? Like, and he did it all on his own mm-hmm. and, and it, it required routine and it required repetition. And I, and I sort of feel like goalie, goalie, goalie kind of does that in, in a, in a, in a way that kids nowadays are used to, they're used to everything being on their phone or being on a tablet or being on a screen. And, and you're able to utilize that existing draw, I guess, to screens to help them manage their, their days and, and do so with less parental involvement, you know, and, and that that's less stress for parents. It's more independence for, you know, the kids. Um, and I, like, I hate, I said this a million times, like I hate micromanaging anybody and I feel like I have to micromanage, uh, as a parent to, to, to a child who is, who requires special attention. You, I feel like I have to micromanage and, and I, I don't like that. I don't like making decisions for him. I don't like, I want him to do what makes him happy. I want him to be able to decide, okay, I have 30 minutes of scheduled free time. I'm going to go do this. Or, uh, you know, to be able to just, oh, it's time to get up and get ready for bed. And, you know, he gets set on a schedule where he knows what he has to do when he has to do. Because, like, when you're in school, like, in the building, all that structure is built in. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, COVID's here now. And, and it's disrupted everything. And, and so you have kids and parents who are trying to, to take on this remote learning, which is a nightmare, and, and you're trying to replicate that structure and that routine. And that's not easy to do, uh, when you're well, at home. Helping, yeah. Yeah. You know, you'd have a lot of families with that. Yeah. You'd hear the bell ring and you know, it's time to change classes, you know, um, with, with goalie, maybe you hear the alarm go off and you know, it's time to move from English to uh math class or to science class or mm-hmm. something. I mean, there, and when you mentioned about people, I was thinking about this when you, when you mentioned about parents wanting to record their own voice as the prompts to move from one to the other, 
I can understand that. And I also understand like if your kid's going to be angry at something or frustrated with something, you want it to be something other than you. Right. And so (laughs) if, if they have a device, if their schedule is dictated by this device, then that device becomes sort of an authority figure in their life and it, and it helps to direct them where to go. And so if it's time to go to bed, maybe they're upset with the, that they have to go to bed, but they're not mad at you because it's, well, your schedule says it's time to go to bed, you know? And so you can kind of throw it under the bus <laughs> a little bit, but, but, but there is, there is, it's nice to not always have to be the bad guy. It's, it's nice to not always have to be the person who, who tells them that now it's time to do this or now it's time to do that. You know, this helps them kind of learn to do that on their own, you know, and, and maybe that's selfish of me, I guess, because like I hate being the bad guy. Uh, but it, but it's it's just nice to, to not have to hover, you know, and and um, stand in the bathroom and be like, okay, you got to brush your teeth for two minutes, then or you got to floss, then you have to brush your teeth, then you have to rinse, then try the bathroom, then wash your hands. You know, I mean, I don't I don't have to sit over top of him and do that, or I don't have to have pictures. We used to have pictures on the uh, the mirror on a medicine cabinet in front of the sink that would mm-hmm. give sort of step-by-step instructions on, on what to do. And, uh, it worked for a while and then it just became, you know, frustrating, but, but he picked up those tasks and he, and he can go in there and do it, but sometimes he needs reminded that it's time to start, you know? And, and I think that's where goalie could be very beneficial to someone like him just to help him, navigate the day you know there's there's one thing that you hit on that i heard a parent use with our device that i i just thought i mean it's exactly what you said but in a different context so we have this functionality in goalie where um it's kind of like behavior tracking and you can set up positive and negative behaviors so if it's positive behavior if you said, for example, I love you to your sister and we want to recognize that, then the parent can say, okay, I'm going to give you some points for that. And likewise, you can set up a negative behavior, you know, undressing yourself in the middle of the living room. We've said that that's a negative behavior and um, I can dock some points from that. And so the way this parent described it to me was when we record a negative behavior, it's not it's clear to the child now that it's not because I don't love you. That's just the way the system works. Goalie says right there, we're not going to do that. You can see these behaviors that they're not allowed. That's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. There's a separation. It's just kind of like, this is the way the system works. Has nothing to do between me and you. Yeah, (laughs) We're just operating in the system. We all follow the same rules. Yeah, I can't, you know, take off all my clothes in the living room. Or, 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 you know, there, there's, there's, there's a time and place for things. And, and, and I get, um, I, I, you know, I hadn't really, I hadn't really thought about it like that, but that really. It's kind of like, it's like punishment without emotion is the way I think about it. And a yeah. lot of people don't like to talk about punishment in kind of like a clinical setting. Or it's just accountability. It teaches accountability. I, I, it's accountability. Yeah. But it's, it's accountability, not it's because we agreed on this framework and goalie is kind of like the enforcer of that framework. And 
it's not because I don't love you. And it also helps parents not be emotional, right? Whereas I might have started to, you know, put your clothes back on. What are you doing, right? Like, <laughs> we've got company or something. We, it's no, maybe I'd still, you know, do that if there was company, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it's like, it helps me not be emotional because now I also have a system in which I can administer that accountability. Kids on the spectrum, like my, my kids specifically, um, because all kids are different, but like my, my youngest Emmett is, is very, um, he is a rules are in concrete for him to the point where like, when we go, when we were still able to go to therapy in person, he would put up a list of rules for the other kids that would come into the playroom after he was gone. Right. (laughs) And so he had this, there's, I have pictures of it somewhere. There's one of those like stanchion posts in there and he's got all these little post-its with all these little rules uh, that, that need to be followed. Like put the toys away when you're done. Don't get sand on the floor from the sandbox stuff. And, and, and when kids have that sort of routine and that structure, once, once they adapt to that, they you don't really question it. Right. I mean, it's, it's okay. Well, goalie says that I'm supposed to do this, so I need to do this. Or goalie says not to do this. And I did this. So, you know, I lose a point. I mean, it's, it's, it sort of separates. I don't know how to say it's, it's, it separates it's emo. It's less emotion. Like you said, so it isn't there. There isn't a power struggle between parent and child. And, you know, and you can just kind of look at it as like, okay, we've got goalie set up. These are the rules. And, you know, I'm sorry, but the rule says right here on, on goalie that you can't do that. Or, you know, it's time to go to bed because goalie says it's time to go to bed, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so you can kind of establish that relationship where, where that schedule becomes more of sort of the authority in that area. And the parents can just be the parents. They can maybe help them support them along the way, you know, like, okay, well, it says it's time to go to bed. Okay. So, you know, let's, let's get up and let's go get ready for bed, you know, and, and they can be a supporting role rather than the person who has to be providing all the direction, I guess, if that makes totally. sense. Yeah. It, it does. I mean, you've captured all the ideas um, of, of the product. There's one thing that you mentioned earlier that I think is kind of an interesting thing to talk about. Um, so I think like screens are sort of the bane of, of parents are w- really worried about screens. Yeah. Right. And for kids and everybody's trying to limit screen time and really profoundly worried about the impact the screens are going to have on their kids. So for us, you know, we're another screen and the way I've been thinking about it is just kind of like Pandora's box is out. Let's figure, we got to use screens for good, you know? Yeah. Uh, but kids like screens. They love screens. All kids are drawn to screens, especially kids with ADHD, especially kids on the spectrum. Yes. You know, and I was glued to the TV when I was a kid. Right. Uh, so many fights over the TV that I'm, I'm guessing are all occurring with parents with cell phones today. Mm-hmm. So how do you create a screen that, you know, is just like for, for positive. And I feel like, um, that, that's a big part of what we're trying to do at Goalie. Positive screen time. Yeah, yeah. You and I have talked about some of the other, uh, you know, there are, um, 
there is there is an aversion a lot of times to, to screen time where there's, I mean, there's a lot of research that says, I mean, too much screen time is a bad thing. I mean, we, we all know that. We all want to limit our kids' screen time. And so, like I told you about, um, you know, we use uh, Mightier in our house too for mm-hmm. uh, to help with self-regulation. And when I was approached with that and they're like, well, they do it by playing video games. I'm like, you're out of your mind. Like, like video games are literally the cause of meltdowns in my house. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to bring more in? But mm-hmm. what they did, they, they found a way to leverage what kids enjoy doing and use mm-hmm. it in a way that teaches them uh, positive things. And so it becomes a positive screen time. And, and so it's sort of the same thing with goalie where, you know, like I wouldn't count the time that Gavin uses goalie is, you know, against like screen time because I would, I would see that as a positive thing. And if like Emmett wanted to play mightier and he's playing video games on mightier, that's positive screen time. It's not the same thing as sitting down and, and playing on the Xbox because you're not really learning anything there, but, but, but you guys have found a way to leverage what kids naturally gravitate towards uh, and use it in a way that helps to improve their life. So that's, I love my dear. I love what they're doing. That's a positive thing. Yeah. It's uh, as Bruce Lee says, you know, be like water. Yeah. <laughs> We're just trying to go with the flow. <laughs> let's use what's working. Let's not, let's not try to focus on the things that aren't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, kids, you can't, yeah, I mean, you would, you would have to, you would have to battle with the kids to put the games down in order to try and do something else. But if the game can be what's teaching them, then they get that, they get that same, say fix, but that's not really the right word. Um, well, it kind of is. I mean, they're getting that, whatever that stimulation, that input. Yeah. yeah. But it's, but it's in a positive way. And so like, like with Mightier, they recognize that they are, uh, it helps them make the connection between how they feel and, and uh, how, how they deal with those feelings. And that's a positive thing. I mean, you, you use that for the rest of your life. That, that's very important to be able to self-regulate. And, um, you know, we had talked before about, uh, you know, maybe, maybe uh, kids that are transitioning to adulthood, you know, that might be struggling with, you know, maintaining schedules with the job that they're working. Um, you know, goalie could be a tool that helps them stay on task. And as they get older, you know, maybe, maybe they have, maybe they have the app on their phone or maybe they can just use the device without the big case. So they can fit it in their mm-hmm. pocket or something like that. And they, so, totally. so it's, so it, so it provides them with um, the instruction that they need without having other humans having to be the one to, to do that. And, mm-hmm. and then you can cater it to, to what their needs are as they grow. And, and, and the goal would be to, you know, minimal involvement as, as you move forward. And so, you know, I, I, I could see, I understand what you're saying where it's bad for business, but like the goal would be for goalie to be a temporary tool to help them build the skills they need to, to be more independent down the line. And, and that's, that's a hugely positive thing, you know, and it's a lot easier than carrying around, you know, a, a notebook full of pictures and cards and stuff like that, that help you know, and maybe that works totally. for some people. Maybe people are more tactile. Like there are still people who would rather turn pages of a book than turn on a Kindle or something. Right. And, um, 
And so there's, there's people who would prefer one way over the other, or, or it just doesn't work for some people. Um, but generally speaking, it's infinitely more convenient. It's more customizable and, and it's more engaging, you know, and, and you, you sort of have that ecosystem of, of, uh, positive reinforcement built in, you know, and it used to be like in school when I was a kid. And even when my kids were young, like you, you would earn points for answering questions, right. Or doing something nice for somebody else. And, and the teacher saw it, you'd get points. And then you could cash in those points at the end of the month. Maybe it was like a happy meal from McDonald's or something like that, or lunch with the teacher or, uh, you know, a candy bar or some kind of reward that you could, you could turn those, those points in for. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's a, it's a positive reinforcement thing. And, and you have that sort of uh, built in mightier has uh, acorns. Kids earn acorns and, mm-hmm. and the more acorns they, they earn, they can unlock new games in the, uh, in their ecosystem. And, and so it's, it's a, it's a positive thing. And, uh, I'm, I'm very anxious to see, cause like I said, is, is, what is it? It's, uh, September 9th. And so I'm in the process. We've had a lot going on that sort of derailed all of my plans until recently, but Gavin and I are sitting down and I've started putting together his, you know, a schedule and I want him to have input on it and, and figure out you know, what do you think you need reminded to do or what, you know, what I want to help him build his own routine mm-hmm. and then we can make changes as, as we need to. Uh, and I can actually, cause I'm actually putting this stuff in from my phone and then it syncs up with the goalie device with the device. Yeah. yeah. I wish more parents did that. I wish more parents actually partnered with their kid on the initial setup. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you where goalie goes wrong, where it doesn't work is when the kid perceives the device as being an enforcement tool of mom or dad, instead of being their helper, their path to being more independent and not needing mom or dad to do some of these things. You get um, out of I, it what you put into it. I think that's, a, that's well put. I, um, I'm also curious and uh, through another lens, I, I kind of think uh, you're saying you're describing Kindle versus um, versus paper book. Uh, I'll hold another analogy, Microsoft Word versus uh, Google Docs. Oh, I um, battle that. <laughs> so uh, here, here's the comparison. I think using Goalie, uh, you can get more consistency with the caretakers for your child. Mm-hmm. In other words, bedtime routine at mom's house is identical to bedtime routine at dad's house. And um, the reward system, if you're using a reward system, is consistent. The token, it's the same with grandma as it is at the therapist as it is with mom. So they basically take the system wherever they go as opposed to having a unique system in every location that they're at. So you can, that's a, that's an interesting thought. So I, I, I had talked to one mom who said, uh, my kid does speech language pathology. We do, uh, occupational therapy. We do ABA and, um, and then, you know, I do parenting. So we've got four people on the team interacting with the child. And all four people are using a slightly different system. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, my dream is that we we make our software easy enough to use that everybody that interacts with the kid, you know, in a consistent way, not everybody, yeah. but like all the professionals, all the caretakers are using the same system. I think that consistency alone is, I don't want to say it's like our killer feature, but it's like, I, I, just, I just think people underestimate how important just consistency is with kids. Yeah. Especially autistic kids. Um, you know, when, when, uh, when my wife and I split and the kids go and visit her, you know, we agreed, you know, we're going to keep the, the, the core structure of our rule system is the same across the board. That way there's no, well, mom says I can do this or dad says I can do this. It's look, here's the bedtimes. And maybe because you're at your mom's and you don't go over there very often that, you know, you stay up a little bit later or you maybe have special dinners or something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, but the core system is the same so that things are as consistent as possible because kids need that consistency, right? Especially autistic kids. And so if you can, if you can build a structure or build a system around, uh, you know, something that would transition well between school, between therapy, between homes, uh, or grandma's house, or, uh, maybe they're out in public at a store or a restaurant or something. I mean, the, the rules still apply, you, you know, um, you're sort of carrying that environment and that structure with you so that that, that, that sort of provides the consistency that might make yeah. it easier for things to manage. I hadn't thought about it like that. That's a really good idea. And, and then, you know, you could even, you can even experiment with some of the routines where you could create routines that are like step-by-step instructions for cooking mac and cheese in a microwave or, um, or, uh, you know, taking on smaller tasks that are maybe outside of their normal routine. You know, if, if they want to master a skill, you could provide step-by-step instructions, um, that way. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of things you can do. We have a lot of parents using goalie for, for meal preparation. How do they, how do they step, do that? Step-by-step guide on making yourself a sandwich. And oh. the idea is that you will master making a sandwich, but first we're going to give you step-by-step guide, visual aids the entire way. So and they master can, it and they can move on. Yeah. You can literally imagine like an eight step process of making a PB and J sandwich. So the act, the routine is make yourself a sandwich. Activity one is open the refrigerator and get uh, get all your ingredients, and you can list out the ingredients. Activity two, uh, use a knife or a spoon to get the jelly out. Use a knife or a spoon to get the uh, peanut butter on the bread. Um, then there, then you've got to clean up, right? We've got some put things back in the refrigerator, and now we've got to finish sandwich. So this could almost be a universal tool. I mean, so there's a lot got, of ways you could you could use it to benefit. Yeah, so we've got families that use goalie for uh, everyday routines. And those are most notably those are in the morning and in the evening, mm-hmm. bedtime and morning routines. And then there's all sorts of manual routines in the middle that are used for skill mastery, 
or just for consistency. It could be a chore, right? So you can mm. put your chore routines in. And if your chore is to vacuum the floor, these are the steps. First, you're going to vacuum in this room and you're going to vacuum in that room, right? And you kind of like break it out and then put the, put the vacuum away. We've, we've really been amazed by how creative our parents have gotten. Last October, I saw some parents were using a goalie for trick-or-treating, literally walking their kids through step-by-step of what they need to do at each door. Knock on the door, say trick-or-treat, open your bag, and, uh, and then say thank you. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was quite remarkable. Um, I would say that that's certainly not how we intended it to be used. And, you know, it's definitely like a stretch of a use case. Right. But it just, you know, every time I spend some time with our customers, I'm always surprised by something. <laughs> well, what's, what's nice, too, is that you guys are receptive to or even seeking out ideas from parents. You know, a lot of times um, there's a lot of companies out there that it's, it's sort of a do it our way or, you know, don't do it at all. Like mm-hmm. Apple, for example. <laughs> no, we just got to be transparent about it. And and we kind of have to have some tough conversations because sometimes parents insist, hey, we have to have this. And we've kind of had to tell people, you know, I think I understand why you want it, but I think you're going to be the only person on earth that's going to want it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we won't phrase it that way, but we just have to say, you know, we just can't dedicate. It's not practical. We're not going to, we're not going to develop that. (laughs) But sometimes parents come up with that, like the auditory one is just kind of like, Oh my gosh, I can see everybody wanting to use that. Yeah. We need to implement that right away. (laughs) Uh, so we try to be receptive and we try to be transparent and just kind of tell people, no, nah, that's not quite what we're doing. That's also why I kind of gave you pushback um, when you were saying, hey, I want this as an app only. And the pushback was kind of like, well, I see the value in that. But our focus is on these higher needs kids. Yeah. Uh, but I think we're getting to the point now where by the end of this year, we'll have accomplished all the things that we want to accomplish for the higher needs kids. And then we can say, okay, let's, Let's now explore these uses for, for kids that don't need the full enchilada. They just kind of like need, need pieces of it. Kind of like, like, uh, like with Google now, I could just set up reminders for myself throughout the day, but that may not be enough for, for some kids. And so you would sort of have, you, you, would, you would structure it around more like reminders and um, prompts yeah, exactly. rather than walking them step by step by step by step uh, because yeah. they can do it. They just need that reminder. And, and maybe instead of um, visual aids, you know, maybe they don't need visual aids. We just need kind of like a checkbox and, and, and kind of like an idea of what's coming next. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of people tell me that like just predictability, what, predictability. Yeah. So we're, we're thinking through what does the teenager version look like slash or like uh, lower needs use case look like. Um, so that's all in the works now and we'll get there. We'll definitely get there. You bring up a good point also with the Google, Google reminder thing. Um, the other reason why we don't build stuff is we're kind of like, cause there's really good products that already do that. Mm-hmm. Right. We kind of like, we've had customers push on us to do a calendar type system and we're kind of like, you know, it's re- it's really hard to make a digital calendar. Like it's not easy. 
Right. And that's why, you know, there's not, a, there's Google and there's Outlook and maybe a couple others, but like there's not a lot of calendar systems. And most, most apps that utilize a calendar utilize like the Google API for the calendar or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so some of the stuff we've kind of had to say, no, we, we just, Google Calendar does it really well for, for that level of functionality. Mm-hmm. And we just got to stay in our lane. Like we're not trying we're, to reinvent the wheel. Gonna, yeah. We're not going to do that. <laughs> you're, you're just trying to make, you're trying to make it more accessible. Yeah, exactly. And, and meet the needs of people who can't, who maybe aren't best served by Google yeah, Calendar or, like or I, Outlook. I think it would be cool if we did a bunch of stuff that was calendar based and we could, I just, I just don't see how we would do that <laughs> with the resources that we have today. Right. If, if I had 50 more engineers. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, so how does, um, if, if somebody wants to, to check this out for themselves, how do they, like, where do they go? How do they find out more? Okay. Information? So the easiest thing to do is to first just go to our website, goalie.co, G O A L. L-Y, G-O-A-L-L-Y-C-O. Um, we are actually making a push. Um, each state has these um, digital uh, assistive technology libraries. So we're making a push to get Goalie into a lot of these assistive technology libraries so that a family could actually check out a Goalie and configure it for themselves. They basically borrow it from the library for a month and decide if they like it. So we want to just give people as many, like we don't want you to spend the money unless it's going to work. So as many ways in which you can test it out before you make that commitment, we want to give you. Um, we also have kind of been, I mean, pretty open with parents. It's kind of like, you need to try visual schedules and decide if, if they're going to work for you. Um, you've done this critical step of doing the laminated sheets and you've said, okay, these help. They're not quite everything that I need, but they help. And um, so I can say with pretty high confidence that Goalie is going to work well for you. But I would say if you're thinking about using Goalie and you're not sure if you want to spend the money yet, start with baby steps. Start by just seeing how well your kids respond to visual schedules. If that works from there, go to Goalie, which is really you know the Cadillac of of visual schedules. Yeah, I would agree with that. And that's, and that's, I, I think that's, I think that's fair. I think it's responsible. I think that, um, you know, this only benefits people if, if it benefits them and there's a nice little litmus test you can use by just do visual prompts work in general. And if they do, then this is a way that you can, uh, reduce your, your laminating time and, automate it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you can customize it from your phone and then you can. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, I think that's totally fair. I think that's a, I think that's a respectable way to go about doing it. Like, Hey, try this first. And if this works, then, you know, goalie might be a really good fit for your child. If it doesn't work, then maybe, you know, don't look in this direction. Maybe there's other options that that you need to pursue. Yeah. Now, now, if it doesn't work, it's also not the end of the world. We do have a 30 day return. Just kind of no questions asked. Um, the device is $189. Mm-hmm. So 
we're about half the cost of an iPad. And um, our software is 10 bucks a month for the license. So we aim to be less than a single insurance copay, half the price of an iPad. If, um, if visual schedules work, I think with pretty high confidence, I can tell you that the device won't be a waste of money. Um, and, you know, it's probably the cost of two laminating machines. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. About two laminated machines. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and truth is we've also had customers, um, use goalie for six, nine, 12 months and tell us, Hey, I'd like to cancel my subscription. This worked really well for six, nine, 12 months. My kid, you know, it's kind of like moved on and is a little bit less interested, but we're grateful for the time that it worked so well for us. And we're fine with that. Which is probably sort of, I mean, that's got to kind of feel good because you were able to help them gain totally. in, in their life. Yeah. A hundred percent. We, we love that. Right. Um, it, it's just, you know, it's like every kid's different and they're different in their development they're different in their timing and interests. And parents are also in a different spot. Like you said, you're going to get out of this, what you put in. So I, I also tell parents, Hey, if you don't have some time to work with your kid on this and, configure the routines in the web portal and maybe take a couple photos of, of, um, things to help your, to help work as reminders for your kid. If you don't really have the bandwidth for that right now, then don't buy gold because this does require parent involvement where it doesn't work is when, uh, like our, 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 uh, you know, we've sometimes had grandparents think it's kind of like just a toy or, you know, mm -hmm. like an iPad, you can kind of stick in front of a kid and they buy it as a gift. And the parents kind of like, well, I don't have, I didn't buy this and I don't, I don't really have time or the energy right now to work with my kid on this. And, uh, can I return it? We're like, yeah, of course, you know, <laughs> but, um, you gotta make sure you got that. You've got some internal capacity to, to work on this. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's, not something you can just, it's what it's iterative because you create a routine and after a week or two, you kind of learn what your kid likes and what your kid doesn't like and where it does help your kid and doesn't help. So for the first couple of months, you're making adjustments as you yeah. go and you're watching how it works. Um, and for younger kids, we're also trying to just acclimate them to the device and for them to learn that goalie can be their Sherpa, their, their little helper. So sometimes you might want to get started with just a couple of fun routines. The routine could literally be make a sandwich. Uh, that could be one routine. And the, the next routine could be game time. Pick your game, play your game for 30 minutes. The alarm goes off and put your game away, clean up. And then the kid can create that association that they enjoy goalie, that this is their friend. Okay, now we're going to layer on a bedtime routine. Now we're going to layer layer on more advanced things, and that process can take a month, two months, right? Before we even want to go into something more advanced. So I also recommend that parents partner with a clinician if they have access to one. Talk to your therapist about it. You know, get started, but incorporate their advice because they have such good ideas on how to do these things. Especially for your unique child, because every kid's different, and I, I can see many people using this in many different ways. So I think yeah. that's, I think that's good advice. Very cool. Thanks for having me, Rob. Yeah, it's no problem. I'm, I'm going to, um, 
answering my, my kids are text messaging me. Yes, please don't burn down the house. All right. Um, uh, man, I'm telling you what, this whole COVID thing is just no worries, but it's real life. You know, we're all, uh, we're all dealing with it. Um, (laughs) all right. So I'll put, I'll put all the information in the, uh, notes below. Um, I do have a placeholder in my resource page because I do really, really, really like this, this system. Uh, and at this point I, I haven't fully implemented it, customized it for, for Gavin. And so I'll be doing a, a full review here shortly. Um, but I, I really think that it's a very positive thing and, uh, I'm excited to see how I can utilize this to help sort of smooth out some of the challenges that we have, uh, during the day and, and help him gain some more independence. So, um, all that information will be in the, the show notes below. Uh, Sasha, I really, really appreciate your time. And, uh, I, I really respect the approach that you guys are taking with this and, uh, and that it's, you know, your goal is to help people and improve function and quality of life. And that's, it's one of the reasons that I've, I've gravitated to you guys. Cause I, I really like when, when companies approach things like that because they're in it for the right reasons. And, uh, unfortunately there's not too many of them out there that, that seem to do that. So, uh, I really do appreciate that as, as a parent. So thank you. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be in touch and I will keep you guys updated on how uh how Gavin's how Gavin's doing with his thing. So thanks, Rob. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm excited to see how it works for Gavin and I appreciate your support. Thank you. No problem, man. Take care. You have a good day. Thanks. Bye. Bye, Rob. Uh before I close things out today, I just wanted to take a second and say thank you to Sasha for taking the time to come on the show and and talking about goalie. Um I, like I said, I've been using it with Gavin for a little while now and, and, and we're, we're working on trying to find a schedule that, that kind of works for him. And so there's a lot of trial and error. And right now we're, we're writing a lot of things down on paper because it's constantly changing. And as we work that out, we're going to implement it into, into goalie and allow that to sort of kind of guide him through his day. And I think it's a really positive thing. Um, as I said in the, in the intro that, um, school has been really rough with, with, uh, remote learning in the last couple of weeks. So, uh, I haven't been able to focus on that as much as, uh, I need to honestly. Uh, but from what I have, what I've seen it, it's, it's really cool. And I'm really excited because I think that this has potential to really help Gavin become more independent. And, uh, and that is really exciting because that's something that we should all strive for with our kids. It's all, all of us want our kids to be as, as happy and healthy and as independent and, uh, you know, as they possibly can. And so this is, this is definitely a tool that can do that. I really appreciate how, how honest and transparent they are. Uh, you know, by suggesting that customers try out, uh, visual aids, like print them out on paper and, and make sure those things work with your child before you look at goalie. Uh, because otherwise, you know, you don't want to invest in something that isn't going to work for your child. And so if, if this works, then, you know, give goalie a try. And I just, I just have a lot of respect for that approach. So they're not preying on people and they're honest. And, uh, you know, my conversations with them over the last few months, it really, it really feels to me like they, they really want to help 
and they want to make a difference. And as you guys are aware, uh, there's only a handful of things that I have, um, have really invested a lot of time in, uh, because I don't believe in a lot of the stuff that's out there. And, and goalie is, uh, currently on my short list of, of things that I'm really excited about. So if you guys are interested in checking it out, uh, you can go to goalie.co and, uh, they were kind enough to give a, a promo code, uh, for my listeners. So if you just put in the autism dad, all one word, uh, it'll get you free shipping. Uh, and every little bit helps. So that's kind of a way that I can, I can help. Uh, I have all the information in the show notes below Sasha. I really, really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you very much for, for all you guys do. Uh, if you guys are looking for me, you can find me at theautismdad.com. All my social links are at the top of the page. Uh, please remember that you can check out my parent resource page that has information about all the products and services that I have thoroughly vetted uh, and personally stand behind. Uh, it's, it's a great resource for parents to kind of get started when they're looking for specific things. Uh, you can find that at theautismdad.com forward slash resources. Um, you can also subscribe to this podcast on any one of your favorite podcast listening apps. Just smash that subscribe button. I really appreciate it. Please take a second and rate the podcast on your app. If you, uh, if you don't mind, that really helps. And I know things are getting really crazy at this point in time that I'm recording this with COVID. Um, it's going to be a rough winter and we can get through this and we will get through this, but please be safe, be smart, uh, social distance, wash your hands, wear a mask, uh, you know, listen to our healthcare providers, our, our public health officials. They're trying to keep us safe. They're trying to keep us alive. I know it's not convenient. I know it's not easy, uh, but, but it is necessary. And, and we need to work together to take care of ourselves and our loved ones and all of those uh, people out there who cannot protect themselves. So please stay safe, have a great weekend, and I will talk to you guys next Friday. Thanks. Bye. Autistic kids can sometimes struggle to learn new skills such as riding a bike, reading, or simply having a conversation to a high level of proficiency and automaticity. Brainiac is a brain enhancement program that gets to the root of the problem. It builds stronger brain and body connections that elevate learning capacity within four to six months. Brainiac cross-trains motor movement, visual, auditory, and cognitive thinking connections using fun, interactive video games. Strength and connections allow kids to learn new skills and perform them automatically with more confidence and greater independence. Brainiac is for homes and schools. Visit canoe.com, that's K-I-N-U-U dot com, and be sure to use the code THEAUTISMDAT at checkout to save $500. It's a limited time offer and it will expire on May 31st.